Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Good Good Life. I am your host, Jan Jones, and I got to tell you, I was thinking this morning, I am live on Fridays, but whenever you're listening to this show, it's perfectly wonderful and great, but every Friday I wake up and I just think, I am so excited because I get to spend time with all of you through this show, through this podcast, and I'm just so appreciative that you spend this time with me. So that really gets me awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic. It's so genuine when I say that every week because I really, really am. I'm just super jazzed up to get to spend time with you. So because you are spending this time, you're choosing to really enjoy and learn more about this good, good life. I want us to just calm the chaos. I want you to try to drown out the noise in your life. And let's just take a deep breath and think about all the blessings, all the good things in your life. So take a breath with me. In and then out. Exhale. Ah, It feels good to just... Breathe in and out every now and then. It's really, really good for us. It helps us with our oxygen, with our mindset, with everything that we've got going on. And here is something I want you to think about. I said this last week, and I want to say it again today. I want you all to be more excited about how far you've come rather than discouraged about how far you have to go. Because we have all come so far in our lives, and we do. We have so much more to contribute and to accomplish, and we're going to have obstacles and challenges. But that is exactly why I wanted to talk about rising up when life tries to knock you down. We need to master the rise. I started this in last week's show, and I'm going to continue on. If you are a regular listener, you know I love to give you just a list of tools and techniques and talk a little bit about them. So I started last week really talking about what are different areas in our life that can knock us down? Um, and, and there's a lot of them. I'm not going to rehash that. We know, and hopefully this last week gave you a chance to really contemplate what it is that is trying to hold you down. And you're going to figure out what you're going to use after these two shows on rising up above it. But, you know, I was thinking since our last show, our last time together, that We often put labels on things to avoid having to work on overcoming them. And I I want you to think about that because we give things a name or we get, we receive a name or a diagnosis of some sort. And then in our mind, we actually give it permission 
to stop us from becoming the person that God wants us to be and that made us to be. And, you know, my question is, are we accepting these labels as the norm of our life just because there's a name to it? Is this what we are going to accept as the norm? Are we going to let that define us? Are we going to let that keep us down? And I'm talking about things like grief and anxiety, depression, addiction, a health diagnosis. And and that's just a very few high-level areas and labels and diagnosis. And these things are very, very real. Believe me. I grew up with an incurable, deadly, chronic disease. I got diagnosed when I was eight with type 1 diabetes, but I always had to rise above that. I did not let that define me, and and I want you to really think about that when you're with me today and just throughout your life, because something has a name, are we giving it power and permission to keep us from being all that we can be? We do not need to give ourselves permission to lose to the thing that could be holding us down. We need to rise up. And we're going to master the rise by using some of these techniques. Now, last week, I started a list. And I only got to number three. So I want to dive in. And last week, the first three ways that we can master the rise, rising up from challenges, is number one, face your fears and take action. I mean, Scripture says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. So face your fears and act. Number two was know that you're not alone. Please know that there are people that care about you, that want to see you succeed, that want to walk through these dark seasons with you. And please know that your heavenly father is always with you. In fact, he has gone before you through these challenges. He's not following you into the dark season. He's gone before you. And then the third way to rise up was ask for help But that's just one side of the coin. You have to accept the help and support. All right, so there's a little recap. So today we're diving in with number four on how we rise up. And here's number four. I want you all to feel your feelings. And here's what I mean by that. Because by masking your feelings, they are not going to go away. Rather, feelings actually become trapped energy, and they can have a very negative health consequence when they are ignored. We do not need to ignore our feelings. We need to take some time to feel what it is we're feeling. This could come in the lots of many different forms, just self-reflection, meditation, writing these feelings out. You know, writing them out sometimes is just very therapeutic and cathartic, you know, but we got to feel our feelings. And when you feel and even share your feelings, I've said this before, I believe, but 
My wonderful husband, Jim, is always like, we have to get those toxins out. You know, when we're feeling things, it is really healthy to share with people that we trust because it really can help shed new light on the situation. You know, we get a little trapped in certain head spaces. And when we can share and talk about it and and just tell someone how we're really feeling, then this can help you come up with some really creative solutions to overcoming certain challenges. So we need to let ourselves know that we truly honor how we feel. Because too often when we try to move past an emotion, we're actually fighting against it. But when we can accept it, we can release it. What I want you to know, feelings are mentionable and feelings are manageable. But we have to acknowledge them. So this is a way that we can really rise up from life kind of gut punching us sometimes. When we feel our feelings, when we get them out, when we can release these negative feelings, when we can share them and come up with some creative solutions to what it is we're going through, or at least remember that we are not alone, right? All right. So number five on this list is help others. Uh-huh. Help Others, this is a great way to rise up out of your despair. The the old saying goes, what you give is what you get. So if you've been through a situation and you've got some really great experience or advice to give someone else in their tough time, then help them. Be sure to help other people because what that does for you is it helps you to kind of get past your own challenges. There's a lot of ways to help. You can offer your expertise, offer, you know, your experience, offer the advice from, you know, times and challenges that you have been through. You can volunteer. You can help a neighbor, you know? I mean, your neighbors may need help with simple things like changing a light bulb or, you know, pulling up their trash can after the trash runs. I mean, just helping other people, volunteering at schools, you know, reading to kids in their classroom. Church ministries are a great way to help other people. Just if you don't have the time, you can give your resources. You know, you can you can give money to all of these amazing nonprofits and charities. Uh, just from my show alone, I've had some incredible guests that represent places that can always use donations, like Legacy of Hope here in Alabama, King's Home, Sozo Children. UAB, they're always taking donations, all of those organizations to further their amazing causes. So just look at it like this. If you want to get happy, then get yourself off your mind. <gasps> but boom. Yes, I will be here all week. It's kind of true though, right? If we can just let go of our own despair and woe is me, and turn some positive energy to helping other people, then it's definitely going to help with our happiness. All right. So that's what I have to say about helping others. 
Number six on my list is think big. Think big. It can be really easy to let yourself think small because of the fear of failure or even the fear of making decisions. I mean, we often have paralysis by analysis, right? And especially if we are going through just uncharted territory, when we have just been thrown something that we were not expecting, it is hard, it is difficult, it is just knocking us down left and right. But we need to think big because, you know, to accomplish great things in life, you have to be open to taking risks. With whatever challenges that may arise, I want you all to think and dream big. That way, you will probably achieve more than you ever thought you were capable of achieving. And listen, do not let those negative thoughts get in your way. We can be our own worst enemy sometimes with the thoughts in our head. I talked about this when I was talking about mindset matters, and we are going to talk more about mindset today before this show is over because we've got to train our brain to be a little more positive. But if you all remember, I talked about ants, those automatic negative thoughts that enter into our mind. And I've talked about mindset in several shows. Resilience, perseverance, emotional intelligence, everything really does start with our thoughts and our mindset. And I've said this before too, if your dreams don't scare you a little, then maybe they're not big enough. So we need to think big. We need to think big to get what we've never had. We must do what we've never done. I will tell you all, when one dream comes true, you really start believing in the rest of your dreams. So a great way to rise up is to think big. You know, our life can be as big as we really want it to be. So that is a way that you can rise up from life's challenges. Do not have tunnel vision. Do not think so small. Give yourself more empowerment, more credit than you're doing. Think big. I don't want to scream in your ear, but I just want to yell it from the mountaintops. Okay, let's move on. Number seven, by the way, I have 10 of these. I have 10 of these, and I know we're scooting through them because I've got some sub points to my number 10. So lots and lots to look forward today for our time together. All right, so back to the list of rising up, mastering the rise when life knocks us down. We need to build a strong network. I I would venture to say that rarely a week goes by in our time together in all of my shows where I don't mention something about our network, our community, our socialization, our friends. We need people. People need people. We were not created to go this life alone. We need community. 
So build a strong network and surround yourself with positive and supportive people. It matters who your friends are. Think about the people that are influencing you. Are they keeping you down or are they helping you rise up or are they seeing and telling you all of the wonderful the wonderfulness, I don't know if that's a word, but it is in my world. In the in the Janiverse, wonderfulness is a word, and you are full of it. You are full of wonderfulness, and you need people to tell you that. And if you haven't heard it, I'm telling you, you are amazing, and you have such unique strengths. So you need to build a strong network. In Isaiah 60, verse 8, it says, Who are these? who fly like a cloud and like doves to their roosts? It's a question. And it's very poetic. It depicts a scene of God's people rising up and moving in unity and purpose. It portrays a picture of swift and graceful movement really symbolizing the freedom and empowerment that God bestows upon his people. This one verse really encourages us as human beings to rise up in unity, guided by the Holy Spirit, and to move forward with strength and purpose together, together. So build that strong network that's going to help you rise up and be a part of someone else's network to help them rise up. Going back to the way that we can help others, right? All right. Uh, I I really, I I love talking about this stuff because as I shared um, in part one, I really have been going through a tough season just with a bunch of different health diagnoses and I won't repeat them all, but I've had multiple surgeries just in the last few months. Um, I mean, praise the Lord, they've been outpatient surgeries, but still lots of recovery time, lots of unknown, lots of pain, lots of surprises and infection, like, you know, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. But gosh, my network of friends and family and my church, and it's just really helped me to rise up. So Build a strong network, all right? It matters. Listen to me, okay? (laughs) I'm just cracking myself up. Number eight on this list of rising up is don't give up. Don't give up. Here's another verse from Isaiah. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Waiting on the Lord involves relying on his timing, trusting in his faithfulness, and really seeing and seeking his guidance. And this verse in Isaiah assures us that we can wait on him and our strength will be renewed. We are empowered to rise above the weariness. We can run the race set before us and we can walk in perseverance without faltering. 
It's through this connection with God that we find the strength to soar like eagles. You know, this verse just means so much to me personally, especially when I was waiting on that list for a transplant, because I just thought that some of these amazing, courageous, loving people that were trying to be a match for me to give me their kidney, I just couldn't understand, you know, why it wasn't working out. Because then in my prayers, I was crying out to God. I said, there are people that are trying to be an organ donor for me for a kidney. It's the one organ you can receive from a living donor. And I didn't understand, but I will tell you, I just trusted and it was not hard. I mean, it was not easy. It was not easy. It was very hard. But to know that I could be renewed in God's strength and I was going to run this race set before me and the obstacles that I had to overcome in that race, I had to wait. I had to wait. And that's what I mean by don't give up because we're going to try different things and and we may try to rush God's timing, um, but he will slow us down. Sometimes he definitely slows us down. Um, so, you know, when challenges arise, whatever it is, just don't give up because you are resilient and you do have perseverance and you need to put those things into play because giving up means that you will neither overcome the challenge nor learn from it. So powering through challenges and asking for support, feeling your feelings like I just talked about, making a plan, take action, face your fears, talk about it, use your network, but whatever you do, number eight on how to rise up, don't give up. And look, you may try a lot of things, but it doesn't mean that you're a failure if it doesn't work out, if it doesn't work the way you wanted it to work. Because I thought, you know, surely I was going to be blessed with one of these people that were willing to give me their kidney, but that was not God's plan. He was telling me in my prayer, just wait, just wait wait, I've got something better for you. And I'm telling you, when you are in God's will and you are in his timing and his plan, that whole dreaming big, I mean, I received a kidney and a pancreas and that cured me of an incurable disease. And y'all know me, I'm about to cry because I'm so grateful. But I mean, I was trying everything. And, and if you look at things like that failed or this failed, just remember what fail really means. F-A-I-L. It is your first attempt in learning. So don't give up because there is a plan and a purpose when you are right in God's will. And you will be renewed. You will be strengthened. And it will be so worth the wait. And it will be something that you just couldn't have even dreamed of. Or maybe you did dream of it and you just thought it was only a dream and it becomes a reality like in my life. Um, all right. So I will, I will move on. I could talk about don't give up. Maybe I should make that a whole show. 
What do y'all think? Y'all let me know. Okay, here's number nine. We're coming into the home stretch of the first part of all of these wonderful ways to rise up. And this one, number nine, is practice gratitude. Now, this is another topic, much like building your community, that I touch on a lot because this whole attitude of gratitude is so powerful. We really do tend to exist in our comfort zones, right? And I talked about this last week. We do not want to stay in these dark areas because if we stay there too long, we will get comfortable. And that's why we do not ever want to isolate ourselves, which is why we need that community. Or we need to think, okay, who can I help since I'm feeling so down? What can I do for someone else? But anyway, I'm on gratitude right now. Um, When a crisis hits, when the challenge is there, when the loss happens, and we feel like it's something we just cannot deal with, we, we won't be able to get through it or over it. If you practice gratitude, you can reframe the challenge. And it's it's definitely going to help in in an instant. And I know this because this is something that I practice constantly. Um I if there's something that, you know, triggers a negative thought or a bad feeling or, you know, fills me with regret or something that's really, really hard, really hard, like things I'm going through now, other things that people are going through, things I've been through in the past. One of the things I do to just kind of knock me out of of spiraling downward is I just start naming things I'm grateful for. And I mean, it can be something that other people might think is silly, but you know what you're grateful for. I mean, I'm so grateful for Jim. I am so grateful for my parents. I'm so grateful for my home. I'm grateful that I have a cool house in the hot, hot summer here in Birmingham, Alabama, and a warm house in the winter. I'm so grateful for my pets and my friends and my job and this podcast. Like, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but you just have to just think about the thing that you're grateful for. And then you'll start naming all of these things and, you know, be very specific about why you're grateful for them. And it will really help you rise up. It does not take the challenge or the heartache or the health diagnosis away. It doesn't take it away, but it helps you to rise up and to deal with it. When you practice gratitude, and just for time's sake, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read all of these verses, but everything I'm about to tell you is very scriptural. But when you practice gratitude, you find joy, peace, goodness, assurance, fulfillment, renewal, praise, strength, and completeness. I mean, who doesn't want all of that? Joy, peace, goodness, assurance, fulfillment, renewal, praise, strength, completeness. And you can get all that just from being grateful. Okay, that was number nine. Number 10, 
I think I'm going to, I'm going to go through number 10 and then I'm going to tell you what we're going to do because after I finish reviewing number 10, we are going to take a very, very short break, but do not go anywhere because you're about to hear what's coming up. But guess what number 10 is? Keep a positive mindset. What you think really does become your reality. If you are focused on the bad and the negative, then that is what you're going to see the most of. But this is why we need gratitude, because it takes us to a positive place in our mind. And it takes time and practice. And it starts with your own self-awareness, your own mental awareness. We have to keep a positive mindset. Now, again, I don't want you all to think, oh, so you just want me to ignore what's going on in my life. No, 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 no. We have to seek the proper help for what is going on in our life. But we need to have a positive mindset. When you get good at acknowledging your thoughts and letting them pass, right? Feel your feelings. I talked about that earlier. Then you can stop those automatic negative thoughts in their track, those ants that enter into your head. So when we come back from this break, guess what I'm going to do? I'm not just going to end there with telling you all to keep a positive mindset. I want to go through my sub points, my sub list, my list from the list, right? <laughs> I'm just cracking myself up today. But I'm going to give you actual ways that you can train your brain to be more positive. Because for some people, it just may not be natural. And that's okay. We don't want to stay parked at the point of our pain, and we certainly do not want to continue to look at life as glass half empty. We want to look at it as glass half full, and we want to move past our pain. And this 10th way to rise up, keep a positive mindset, it's not easy to do, but we can, with time and effort and practice, we can actually train our brain to be more positive. So don't go anywhere. Stay right here with me because we're going to take a very, very short break. And when we come back on The Good Good Life, I am going to tell you how to train your brain to be more positive. We will be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. 
rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about when life knocks you down, master the rise, rising up from challenges in life. So I just finished like my top 10 list of ways that we can, tools, techniques, ways that we can rise up. And the last one that I touched on was keep a positive mindset. And I didn't want to just end there because I feel like we need to talk about how can we keep a positive mindset. So I want to talk a little bit about how we can train our brain to be more positive. So I want to share something with you that I read and I thought it was very fascinating. So it's been said that humans on average, now get this, can have anywhere from 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. What? Did you know you were thinking that much? Sometimes I feel like I am thinking that much, but then sometimes I'm like, I don't know what's rattling around in my head, but 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts in a day. I think that is just astounding. So here's the issue. And this was done um, through some research. This is according to Dr. Bruning said that here's the issue. Some speculate that an astounding 80% of our thoughts are negative. And you train your brain to have more negative thoughts over positive thoughts. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad. She went on to say, our brain is not designed to create happiness as much as we wish it were. Our brain evolved to promote 
survival. It saves the happy chemicals like dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin for opportunities to meet a survival need. And it only releases these happy chemicals in short spurts, which are quickly metabolized. So this motivates us to keep taking steps that stimulate our happy chemicals. All right. So that was a lot from the research. And what I take away from that is, yes, I think we've all probably heard that our brains are really more geared for survival. That's why we've got like fight or flight instincts. And all of those thoughts, those twelve to 60,000 thoughts per day, Research is saying that 80% of those are negative, but these happy chemicals in our brain, when we have survived, when we made the right decisions and when we, you know, pushed through, we didn't give up, that's when that happy feeling comes. So we've got to really train our brain to be more positive so that these chemicals are the ones being released more and more and not just in those really short spurts, right? That's kind of, that kind of that's, that's my takeaway from all of that research. I just thought that was really fascinating of how many thoughts we have a day, but what the percentage of them is, that high percentage of them being negative. I don't think I fall into that percentage personally. And anybody that knows me would probably agree. But um, when our brain goes negative, that can really eat away at our productivity, our creativity, our decision-making skills. That's because negative thoughts tend to have a bigger impact than the positive thoughts. Now, again, this goes back to our brain being geared for survival and survival depended on being able to detect and avoid dangerous situations. I mean, think way, 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 way back when before all of the modern things we have now. I mean, it was pretty much like animals were roaming with us and uh, it was like we got to we got to really survive being eaten by a tiger or something. I'm talking about like way, way, way back when. So it's really interesting when you think about these negative thoughts have a bigger impact. And, you know, we do tend to remember the really sad, hard, difficult, shocking times in our life. And and they can overshadow all the wonderful, amazing goodness and the wonderfulness in our life. But here's the good news. We can actually train our brain to become more positive. So I want to give you some ways that you can train your brain to be more positive. Number one, and y'all know I'm going to do a recap of all, all these lists, but number one is we've got to scan for the three daily positives. And what I mean by that is as you're trying to relax at night and drifting off to sleep, are you reliving all the tough times, all the bad things, all the interactions you wish had gone differently, or are you looking for the positive? So before you go to sleep, you can train your brain to really reflect on the day and think about three specific good things that happen to you every single day. And it doesn't matter how big or small the good thing was. Maybe somebody bought you a cup of coffee 
or maybe it was just a beautiful sunset that you saw, or maybe something amazing happened at work, like you landed a new client, even little bitty things. I want to tell you, this is a huge just joy rush for me when I am playing with my pets. I have a dog and a cat, and when they're just rolling around outside in the grass and soaking up the sun, I just, it's so cute, and it's so funny, but that is a positive for me. So, One way to train your brain is think about three daily positives as you're going to sleep. The second way is give someone a shout out. Now, this really does align with what I was talking about earlier about gratitude and helping others, but it's just a little bit different because you want to give people a shout out. It can be a colleague that helped you out, or maybe uh, you send a text or an email to a friend. You compliment the person at the coffee shop. You know, it's just having discussions with friends or family, you know, what's the best part of your day been today? I mean, giving a shout out to other people really gives you this feeling of satisfaction and joy and happiness. I tell you, oh my goodness, when I think of giving a shout out to people, there's so many people that, that just they're just so important to me and they just, they keep me going. I mean, obviously Jim, my husband, my mom, Matt, my engineer that puts me on the air every week. I give a shout out to you, Matt. He's with us. Um, Marsha, my producer. I mean, Voice America just walks through life with me. And then the entire UAB community, that is the hospital that takes care of me and keeps me going with my transplant and any complications I have. Um, I just had all this surgery for cancer. Dr. Wong and his staff like Ramona and Caitlin. I mean, I could go on and on and on. My neighbors, I'll tell you, a shout out to my neighbors because I get little gifts on my bench all the time just from my sweet neighbors. So anyway, uh, that, that I hope brightened their day, but it definitely makes me feel good that they know. So give a shout out. That's a great way to retrain your brain to be positive. Number three is help others. So That was also in my 10 list, but it also helps you to retrain your brain. It doesn't only help you rise up, but it helps you to be more positive. And again, it doesn't have to be a big, huge gesture. Acts of kindness, helping other people. Let me tell you what you're doing when you help others. You are setting something in motion. So research has shown that if you do two acts of kindness, and then those two people do two acts of kindness, and those two do two, and so forth and so on, there will be a thousand acts of kindness in 10 days. Yes. Now, 
that could all start with you. A thousand people could have been helped or, you know, something good could have happened to them because you decided to just do two acts of kindness to help someone else. I mean, it could be holding the door for someone. It can be complimenting a stranger, you know, helping someone at work or giving someone credit that deserves credit. But think about this. If you raised that number to five, five simple acts of kindness every single day, and then those five did five and five and five, so forth and so on, guess how many acts of kindness there would be at the end of 10 days? (gasps) 19 million. Ah, these are staggering numbers. And, you know, if we're looking for kindness in the world, why don't we be the kindness in the world? So anyway, helping others also helps you to train your brain to be more positive. Number four is surround yourself with positive people. Emotions are contagious. I think we know that. So it would make sense if you want to have a more positive outlook and mindset, you want to surround yourself with positive people because this will inspire and empower and motivate you when you're around them. So when you surround yourself with people who bring out your best and boost your thinking, you can do things that you may not otherwise have been able to do. You will be able to do more and more. All right. I just have a few more ways that we can train our brain to be more positive. Uh, uh, Y'all know I've got a song running through my mind. (laughs) There was a song that I sang as a duet with my father when I was a kid in church, and it is called I Am a Promise. And I don't know, just thinking about positivity and who we are and knowing who we are and, you know, really trying to have a a more positive mindset. I just thought about that song. The chorus goes, I am a promise. I am a possibility. I am a promise with a capital P. I am a great big bundle of potentiality. Okay, I won't sing anymore. Uh, But anyway, I don't know. I just thought about that song. Hopefully I just made you laugh. Uh, I should have warmed up my vocal cords. Number five on how to train your brain to be more positive is you need to look after yourself. You got to look after your mind, your body, your heart, and your soul. With your mind, maybe it's reading, writing, just learning something new but keep it sharp. It'll help you to stay more positive. Body, exercise, nutrition, rest. Find out some ways to do stress management. I had a show on that. Your heart. When you are helping others, you're actually helping yourself. You are pouring into others and it fills up your heart and really spending time in some key relationships, that helps your heart. And then your soul. It's really about that service. It's about your faith. It's about understanding what your values are. And so look after your mind, body, heart, and soul, and it will help you to have a more positive mindset. All right, a couple more. Number five. Um, Oh, wait, I'm still on number five. Look after your mind, body, and soul. Um, Because there's a verse I want to share with you. Matthew 11, 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
So when you think about really renewing yourself and training your brain to be more positive and thinking about your mind, body, heart, and soul, and we get tired, we get weary, right? But in this verse, Jesus extends an invitation to anyone who's burdened and weary to come to him. And he promises to provide rest and relief for their souls. And it really does encourage us to rise up from the weight of our struggles and bring them to Jesus. Because in his presence, in our prayer, in that time, that's where we find restoration and strength to keep rising up and to be energized by his grace. All right. Number six is to make time to do something that you love. Now, I know for a fact, for me, this is a lot easier said than done. You know, we we usually put ourselves last on the list, right? Because we're taking care of so many people and there's so many demands in the world and in our jobs and It's like, yeah, I love to do all these things, but I can't ever find time to do it. And think about it. If there's something that you love, like hiking or running or going to the gym or doing an aerobics class or Peloton or, you know, whatever it is, that's also helping your body, which is going to help train your brain to be more positive. So sometimes you can do one thing and it actually touches on a few of the things that I'm sharing and talking about today. So really make yourself a priority and take some time to do the things that you love because it's going to feed your body, your mind, your soul, your heart, and you'll be more positive in life. And it doesn't matter what it is. If it's reading, if it's cooking, if it's playing a sport, if it's going to a movie, it's planning a camping trip, it's spending time with your pets or, you know, trying to learn something new, like a new hobby. You just want to make sure that you're setting time aside to do something you love at least a couple of times a week. I mean, look, researchers might say do it every day, but it really will give you some genuine happiness when you do this. I mean, if you love to read, then set that time apart where you're not distracted. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at your emails and just do the thing that you love, whatever that is. So that was number six on how to train your brain to be more positive. I have one more, one more that I want to share with you on how we can train our brain to be more positive. And then I'm going to go over both of these lists that we've covered in two shows. I had a lot on these lists, right? Number seven on how to train your brain to be more positive and maintain this positive mindset is daily affirmations. Now, affirmations, if you're wondering what that is, these are positive statements about you and they really help you to overcome self-sabotage, negative thoughts, you know, being your own worst critic, your own worst enemy, you know, keeping you thinking small instead of thinking big and thinking that, you know, good things won't happen to you. You have to start every single day just really having some affirmation 
in yourself. And this is going to help your positive mindset. I, I will tell you one thing that I, I think before, and this is for me personally, but one thing that I try to tell myself every single day before my feet hit the floor, when I wake up, I like to really sit there for just a moment and just say, I am loved by God. I am seen by God and I'm filled with his Holy Spirit. It sets the tone for my day. Now, I'm not saying that I I can lose sight of those things throughout the day, you know, pressures and stress and, you know, bad things that happen. But at least I'm really being intentional with trying to have that positive frame of mind. So positive daily affirmations and do these throughout the day. Trust me, I have to remind myself of things. And I'm saying like short phrases like I can do this. Or I have plenty of creativity for this project. Don't let people say that you're stuck in a box and you don't have any new ideas. You do. You've just got to tap into that creativity. So tell yourself, I've got plenty of creativity. I'm grateful for my job. I enjoy working with the people on my team. That helps you even with the people you may have conflict with because you can be grateful. All right. I enjoy working with this team. I know we've got some things to overcome, but I enjoy it. Right. A daily affirmation. Um, I'm going to bring a positive attitude every single day to work and life. Tell yourself these positive daily affirmations. I am excellent at what I do. I am resilient. I am not afraid, right? I'm not afraid to stand up for what's right. I'm proud of myself. I am fully seen and fully loved by my heavenly father. Just work on your daily affirmations. Okay, so we're about to wrap up. Here are the 10 ways that you can rise up. Face your fears and act. Know you're not alone. Ask for help and accept the help. Feel your feelings. Help others. Think big, build a network, don't give up, practice gratitude, and keep a positive mindset. And to do the mindset, scan for three daily positives, give someone a shout out, help others, surround yourself with positive people, look after your mind, body, heart, and soul, make time to do something you love, and daily affirmations. There is an amazing song by Andra Day, and it is called Rise Up. And the verse, I mean, the chorus goes, I'll rise up, I'll rise like the day, I'll rise up, I'll rise unafraid, I'll rise up and I'll do it a thousand times again. I'll rise up high like the waves, I'll rise up in spite of the ache, I'll rise up and I'll do it a thousand times again. We need to continue to rise up and know that. You are worth it. You are being reshaped sometimes and refined, but you are definitely worth it. I hope you enjoy this good, good life and you go love living and live loving and you rise up and I will be with you again soon. Join me next week. Have a great one, everybody.
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.